Well, church, good morning again. It's so good to be here, and if you didn't tell, couldn't, couldn't, couldn't figure it out, today is, is Senior Sunday where we honor and graduate all of our, our high school seniors, but we also, the youth group just gets to take over the service, and so um, now you have to listen to me. And I'm sorry about that, but that's, you guys let Pastor Hess go on sabbatical, so... Anyways, this morning, uh, I want to say really quickly again, thank you, Mackenzie, so much for sharing your story. And thank you so much to our, our student worship team who led this morning. You guys did a fantastic job. Yeah. Today, we're going to be in the book of Acts. Um, in the New Testament, in the middle of chapter 20. So if you've got your Bible, um, you can start flipping open there. You can check that out either on your phone or whatever it is you're using uh, to follow along today. But in chapter 20, the Apostle Paul is on his third missionary journey, and he's saying farewell basically to a group of his disciples. And he's traveling by ship. He's heading for Jerusalem because he wants to get there uh, by the Feast of Pentecost, which we read about in verse 16. Um, his ship stops at Miletus for several days. And because of the layover, he sends word to Ephesus, which is about 30 miles away, and he sends for the elders of that church because he wants just one more chance um, to share with this group of believers who were his own disciples. You see, Paul had come earlier to Ephesus, um, and, and when he was there, he started winning people to Christ. And for three years, basically, he nurtured them, and he taught them, and they grew up in Christ. And as we jump into this this morning... First of all, I wanted to give you a little bit of context because I think that context is hugely important. Um, I see so many things, especially in the lives of students, but in our world today, um, where people don't have context for a passage or for a verse, and all of a sudden, verses end up meaning something that they never meant before, or that they were never intended to mean. And so I think that it's always good for us to have our feet firmly planted in what was going on and what we're talking about. And as we jump into this, like I said, um, I want you to know up front that this passage that we're going to read today and that we're learning from is not difficult to understand. It's actually pretty simple. The concepts are, are fairly basic. And at the same time that I say that, um, my hope is that you would listen carefully, um, as is every, every preacher's, every pastor's hope. Um, but I wish that you would, even though it's very simple, it can be really a formative uh, fundamental pattern uh, for your life and, and for, for all of our lives, for the church as well. And so this is part of Paul's final address to the elders of Ephesus before he departs. Starting in verse 17 of chapter 20, it says this. It says, From Miletus, Paul sent to Ephesus and called for the elders of the church basically to come to him. And when they arrived, he said to them, You know how I lived the whole time that I was with you. From the first day I came into the province of Asia. I served the Lord with great humility and with tears and in the midst of severe testing by the plots of my Jewish opponents. Verse 20 says, You know that I have not hesitated to preach anything that would be helpful to you, but have taught you publicly and even from house to house. I have declared to both Jews and Greeks that they must turn to God in repentance and have faith in our Lord Jesus. And now, compelled by the Spirit, I am going to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me there. I only know that in every city the Holy Spirit warns me that prison and hardships are facing me. However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task that the Lord Jesus has given me. 
the task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. Now I know that none of you among whom I have gone about preaching the kingdom will ever see me again. Therefore, I declare to you today that I am innocent of the blood of any of you. For I have not hesitated to proclaim to you the whole will of God. Verse 28, keep watch over yourselves and the flock which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Be shepherds of the church of God which he bought with his own blood. I know that after I leave, savage wolves will come in among you and will not spare the flock. Even from your own number, men will arise and distort the truth in order to draw disciples away after them. So be on your guard. Remember that for three years I never stopped warning each of you night and day with tears. Now I commit to you, or commit you to God and the word of his grace which can build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. Would you pray with me this morning? Father, today we come before you and Lord, we want to hear from you. God, I want to get out of the way, and Father, I pray that people would hear from you today. God, we need your word. God, we need your truth in our lives daily. God, we may need instructed this morning. We may need reminded. Father, I pray that you would speak today in a way that only you can and that hearts and lives would be changed. Um, Father, that people would be edified, that community would be found, and that you would be glorified. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. 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 So when Paul is making his final address to these guys that he sends for, he accomplishes basically four things that we're going to talk about today in his short visit that I want to use and talk about kind of his principles that are going to help, uh, I would say, our seniors, um, but they can help us as a church as we follow Jesus today, okay? So first, number one today, Paul blessed the Ephesians by reminiscing about their time together. So point one, if you're taking notes, is reminisce. Again, verse 18, verses 18 through 21 say this, when they arrived, he, Paul, said to them, you know how I lived the whole time I was with you. From the first day I came into the province of Asia, I served the Lord with great humility and with tears in the midst of severe testing by the plots of people who were against me, my Jewish opponents. You know that I haven't hesitated to preach anything that would be helpful to you, but have taught you publicly and from house to house. I've declared to both Jews and Greeks they must turn to God in repentance and have faith in our Lord Jesus. So this morning, seniors, um, you guys have been through a lot, right? Um, You've been to camps, you've been to retreat, you've been on mission trips, we've done all of these things through the years. You went to VBS, you survived middle school, okay? Um, All of these things are absolutely commendable. All right, does anybody, do you wanna go back to middle school? Does anybody in the room wanna go back to middle school? Hey, me neither, all right? Middle schoolers, you're going to make it, though, because all of us have survived, too, okay? Um, Here's the deal. Um, It's been a wild couple years, has it not? Uh, We had one of the weirdest, oddest times of life that I've ever been through with COVID, and these these students have walked through it with grace and with humility, um, and they are are here today to testify that they can make it through anything, right? Um, Add to that all of those things um, and many, many more. Um, they've also managed to not succumb to senioritis. Um, if you're familiar with that, for those of you maybe who are, some of you may not remember, it's been a while. Um, but senioritis is literally the decreased motivation towards studies uh, that's displayed by students who are nearing the end of their high school career. Um, this is literally not only a real thing, but it is almost a cultural phenomenon in our world today. 
Um, by the end of the school year in general, um, senioritis is not a professional medical condition, in case you were wondering, okay? It's not, it's not real, but it's real, okay? Um, and it's really actually, it's a, uh, it's a colloquial term. It's mainly used in the United States and Canada that combines the word senior with the suffix itis, which technically denotes inflammation, um, but basically refers to a general illness and colloquial speech. And I want to say thank you to Wikipedia this morning because that's, that's where they put that in such eloquent terms, all right? Um, this was interesting, too, as I was looking around, um, and through the years that I've seen, I've seen students graduate from high school, many from college, um, all of that. This is kind of something, it can even affect you adults, it can affect us at work, all over the place. But here's some symptoms, in case you're wondering, or maybe you're still unclear. These are not limited to these things, but uh, symptoms of senioritis include a lack of studying. Some of you are like, my fourth grader has that, okay? Um, a lack of studying, repeated and excessive absences. Um, generally, a generally dismissive attitude about almost everything to do with school or learning in general. Um, the only known cure is a phenomenon known as graduation. And so the good news is that all of our students, as far as we know, are graduating this year. Uh, and so here's the deal, seniors, you have graduated, you have made the grades, um, you have passed the classes, and you've made the cut to graduate from high school. And I've seen many of you grow in Christ. Uh, I've, seen, um, I, I've seen a lot, but I know that our church has seen more, right? Amen, church? We've seen them walk from small to big, right? We've seen them grow over the years, and we've seen and we've heard them testify to what God has done and is doing in their lives. I believe in you, seniors. Our student ministry believes in you. We support you, what you're doing and where you're going. And I know that our church, our church does too. Our church believes in your future. Our church believes in what's in store for you. And this morning, um, church, I just want to remind us that it's good to look back on these things, right? I'm talking with a couple of parents this morning, and a couple of them, I'm not going to call you out, um, but you were a little bit close to tears um, just thinking about it. Some of you, it's your first senior. Some of you, um, it's your last senior. Um, and it's just, it's a big deal, right? It's good to reminisce, and it's good to look back, and it's good to celebrate uh, milestones in our lives. It's good to celebrate what the Lord has done, okay? It's edifying. It builds us up as a church, as one body in Christ. And that leads us to the second thing. First, we reminisce. The second thing that Paul accomplished with um, his time with the elders um, is this that can help us. Paul challenges them to keep watch over themselves, to keep watch. Everybody... Everybody say this. Paul wanted to encourage them. Everybody say encourage this morning. Paul wanted to encourage them. In verse 28, he said this. He says, pay careful attention or basically keep watch over yourselves and all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Be shepherds of the church of God, which he bought with his own blood. Uh, here's the deal. What he's saying to those elders and what we're saying to you guys today is it is now more up to you seniors than it has ever been before in your entire life, right? It's now up to you. Um, be on your toes. Be ready. Uh, life doesn't typically get easier with more responsibility, and somebody in the room can say amen to that this morning, right? Life does not typically get easier when all of a sudden you have more responsibility and a lot of times a lot more freedom too, yes? 
You start taking those things on and it's something that we, we want and we even pine for, we yearn for as we grow up. Man, I just wish that I could do this on my own. I wish that I could be free. I wish that I could, whatever terms you use to define that. But at the same time, I've noticed as, I've, as I grew into adulthood and got married and had children, especially with children, um, man, more and more and more responsibility, okay? More responsibility, but graduating from high school, um, that's what you're going to get, so keep watch over yourself. Keep watch. Students, no matter where life takes you, no matter what's next, you'll always have a home at Southern Hills Baptist Church. Somebody celebrate that this morning, right? You are always, always, always welcome here, okay? No matter where life takes you, no matter what comes next, and we believe that, right? I would say the difference between what I've seen here at Southern Hills and what I've seen other places is that some places just say that, but we actually do this, okay? We actually live this out, and that's something that I love. No matter what's next, no matter where you go um, or how long you're there, SHBC will always, always, always be here for you. We're a safe place of healing grace and hope for all generations. Oftentimes, right, we don't know where life is going to take us. Some of you are going away to school. Um, some are heading to basic training. Some of you are taking jobs that might move you now or might move you later on, regardless of where you end up geographically. You also need to get plugged in where you are going, right? You need to get plugged in where you're going so that you can continue to grow. Find a church. Don't just attend. Don't just attend. Get involved. Serve. There's a huge difference between those two things, right? Right? One's kind of like a ball game. You pay for a ticket, you show up, you sit in the stands, and you watch. The other, you're actually either on the team or on the field, and you're doing. There's a huge difference between these two things, okay? Church, the same goes for us, right? Same goes for us. Maybe you serve here regularly. Maybe your life is, is I feel like it's, it's defined maybe by the, the, the times and the days and the, all the different ministries maybe that you volunteer in or that you serve in. Um, if that's you, I just, want to be, I just want to say on behalf of our church, on behalf of all the ministries of Southern Hills Baptist Church, thank you, okay? Thank you so much for all that you do and how you serve. We need each other, and we can't do all that we are able to do as a church without you. Maybe for others in here, though, maybe for others in here, it's time for you to get involved. It's time for you to step up. Um, like Pastor Jesse said recently, um, he said, join the choir, and some of you are like, you know what, that's just it's not my jam, okay? That's okay, because you don't have to serve in the choir. You can come and serve in kids' ministry. You can come and start joining and help planning out men's ministry stuff that we have going on here at our church and a hundred other things that are happening all the time. But our church is better when we serve together, amen? Amen. And so, and so get plugged in where God has placed you. Second part of that verse, Paul also tells them, uh, this group of elders to shepherd the church of God. And the second half of verse 28 says this, says, be shepherds of the church, care for the church of God, which he bought with his own blood. And I would say it this way, okay? Um, whether you are here, students, or whether you end up going away and finding a church home where you go, um, no matter what happens, all right, these people here are God's people too, and those people there are God's people too, Yes? They're God's people. Guard and protect them. God himself thought that they were worth dying for. And so we should treat them the same. 
God has used people your age, students, to change, literally change the world. He's currently using people your age to change lives all around the world. Get in the game and be a part of that. Don't, don't waste these next couple years just going through the motions, just trying to fit in or find a place. Go and plug in and serve and be who God has called you to be and who he's been prepping you to become this whole time in your life up till this point, okay? God will use you mightily if you'll make yourselves available. And that's really what it's about, right? It's something that's really interesting that I find um, in God's word is it seems like, it seems like of all of God's creation, all of God's creation, the one creation that can literally tell him no and not do what he has commanded it to do is us, right? Everything else, even though it's fallen, even though it's broken, even though it's been brought low, still, still follows and still obeys for the most part. But human beings, we have the ability to choose. And if we don't make ourselves available to what God's doing, then we'll miss out on what God wants for us. Make yourself available in a very real sense. Church, we know this, right? And we say something like this every single year, but we're not just... We're not just graduating seniors, we're sending out missionaries, correct? We're sending them out where they're going. I don't know if you knew that about yourself either, church, but that's us too. If you're a Jesus follower, you have a mission and you are on assignment every single day. Sometimes I think that we can make, we can make the mistake of thinking that we take a break maybe from our everyday lives and then we go to church. And in reality, we are the church and we're on mission every single day of our lives. We meet regularly, consistently as a church, as a body. We come together, and then we go out to school or to work. We engage in commerce. We talk with our neighbors, our friend groups. We stand in line at Walmart or wherever it is that you go and whatever it is you do. And in all those places, you get to represent Jesus. You get to represent our church to a lost and a dying world. Students, you are being sent out today to go out into the world and represent Christ to those who don't know him but need to, okay? Church, we go out and get to do the same thing. And here's the deal. My question for you, everybody, this morning is, would your life look any different today than maybe it did yesterday or this last week or this last month? Would your life look any different today um, than it does now if your perspective on that changed? If church stopped being a place that you just show up to, maybe check a box, whatever that looks like, and you started getting plugged in and involved and you started serving and being who God's called you to be. It's rhetorical, so you don't have to answer that this morning. It's between you and the Lord. The third thing is this. Paul, Paul wanted to warn them about the spiritual dangers that were ahead. And I want to do that this morning as well. Um, number three today is caution. Is caution. Verses 29 through 31 say this. They say, I know that after I leave, Paul's speaking again, after I leave, savage or fierce wolves are going to come in among you and not spare the flock. Even from your own number, men will arise and distort the truth. They will speak twisted things, basically in order to draw away disciples after them. So be alert, be on your guard. Remember that for three years, I never stopped warning each of you night and day with tears. Paul basically says this, he says, as soon as I'm gone, vicious wolves are going to show up and they're going to try to rip you apart. As soon as we've seen anything in the last several years, but over my lifetime, 
um, my time in student ministry, um, again, not only does life get more challenging with more responsibility, but the world is considerably more, it seems like, hostile than it was before, okay? Um, They're not as kind as they used to be. Some of you are thinking the world's never been kind. Well, I agree, okay? So we're on the same page. But it's harder and harder, harder and harder to represent Christ. It's more of a stark contrast. The, the world, Christendom, church used to influence the culture. Now, now it's the other way around, which means that you will stand out all the more wherever God calls you, whatever he calls you to do. People, even from your own ranks, this verse says, are going to twist words so that they can deceive you into following them instead of following Christ. So stay awake and keep up your guard. Be on guard. Be alert. Life can be a very, very tricky place. Yes? Life can be a very, very challenging place. Guard your hearts. The Bible says that it's the wellspring of life. And One of my mentors said this to me as I was graduating from high school a number of years ago. And seniors, I would say this to you as well as encouragement and caution um, as, you, as you proceed and you go out. Um, before you decide what you're going to do, but decide who you're going to be, okay? Before you decide what you're going to do, decide who you are going to be. I see a lot of people, and maybe, church, you've seen a lot of people, and that's one of the things we usually decide, maybe not very quickly, but it's something that we find, and we usually elevate maybe to a place or a priority of importance more than the second thing when it should be the other way around because there's a lot of things, there's a lot of things that you can do with your life, students, right? There's a lot of things that you could end up being a part of. I know so many people, myself included, who went to school, went to college for one thing and ended up doing something else, and that's good, yes? Nothing wrong with that. But before you decide what you're going to do, decide who you're going to be. Because if you don't choose who you're going to be, life will gladly choose for you, okay? If you don't choose who you're going to be, the world, our culture, friends will decide who you're going to be. And they're going to make that for you. Lastly, final thing today. Paul committed uh, them to the Lord, and he committed them to his word, and then he released them. He sent them out. He launched them to do Jesus' ministry. Verse 32 says this. It says, now I commit or commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which can build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. He says this, he says, now I'm turning you over to God whose word can make you into what he wants you to be and give you everything that you could possibly need. You will not lack. It's been said that, that lasting words are lasting words, okay? And what we have What we have recorded from Paul here, I think he did this very well. Paul committed them to the Lord. Students, that's what we're doing with you and for you today. That's what your parents, if you're going off somewhere, that's what they're doing. They don't want to. I can tell you that much. I've seen tears, even this morning, of the thought of that. They're sending you out, their little babies. That's how they still see you. You're always going to be a kindergartner, okay? That's how they see you, and they're sending you out into the world um, now on this final step out of, out of student ministry, out of, out of high school, into the next stage of life. Again, uh, again, um, Paul didn't have any power in these people's future, and that's not 
quite the case with your parents because they are always going to be that. Your guardians, people who have raised you up to this point. Um, But Paul didn't have any power in their lives. He didn't have any power in their future. He was headed one way and they were going another. But he lifted them up to the Lord who's all-powerful. The Lord is all-wise. He is always able. And he always accomplishes his purposes and he always finishes what he starts. That's why we spent time just a moment ago doing just that, lifting you up building you up and praying for you that as you go, that you would make wise decisions as you go, that you would glorify the Lord. No matter what field you go into, no matter what job you take, no matter what college you attend, no matter where you go in the military, whatever, whatever and wherever life takes you, God is there with you and he always finishes what he starts. Seniors, during the, the blur of the final moments of your senior year, I'd encourage you to trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. He's working even now in your lives. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6 say this. Say, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to or acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. Seniors, that's for you this morning. And church, it's the same for us. No matter matter what life stage you happen to find yourself in today, trust God with every fiber of your being. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything you do and everywhere you go because he's the one who is able. He's the one who will make your path straight. He's the one who will see you into the future.